Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. <laughs> Welcome to Burning I'm your host, Hannah Burner, and welcome to the dark, dark, dark depths of hell. I'm actually with my first ever actor slash singer. Oh, wow. Probably more slashes because you're from L.A. It's a lot of slashes. Yeah. (laughs) He's here because he's doing a little press tour, which is pretty cool, for his new Netflix movie coming out on March 8th, Walk Period, (laughs) Ride Period, Rodeo Period. That's what I was just going to say. Are you pumped? (laughs) I'm so pumped. I'm really pumped because the story behind it is a really inspiring story. And Mm -hmm. if we want to get right into it, uh, it's about Amberly Snyder, who is a professional rodeo rider. It's just barrel racing. And um, when she was a teenager, she got in a car accident and is now cannot feel from the waist down. She's overcame an obstacle where she now rides on a on a horse with a seatbelt. And she has broken her record after, like races faster than before the accident. So I play the character in the movie that really pushes her and inspires her to get back on the horse. And she finds it within herself and her faith. So I think that we can all relate. We all go through shit (laughs) i feel like there's a lot of metaphors about getting back on that horse yeah (laughs) and also the fact that someone is so passionate about something like i feel like when you become an adult you're like just like checking off lists all the time and Mm -hmm. you forget to have that fire but that's why i like talking to creatives Mm. because you grew up in marlboro new jersey did did. i say it right (laughs) marlboro (laughs) marlboro new jersey so you are an east coast boy i am yes when did your passion for like acting and singing start always like my earliest memory is being on my grandma's lap in a very non-creepy way (laughs) (laughs) playing the piano and that was the first thing I was drawn to and then I got really into community theater like the Marlboro Players I was in like a bunch of plays there you know it wasn't the easiest thing I think during the time that I had my schooling experience being an actor Mm -hmm. singer dancing it wasn't technically cool it's probably because well, before be the high honest. school musical things came out so you're I was a like, loser you're honestly. like my age <laughs> no i was treated honestly i was okay really side bad. note <laughs> max was a loser but he's also dated like the hottest girls in hollywood but we'll talk about that later um he new jersey is like full of toxic masculinity let's be honest oh, yeah. like you've seen the jersey shore 100 like, that you know, was my high school that's i didn't crazy. need to see it i lived it <laughs> so it's crazy for you to like see that you were different but still know that you needed to continue that path and not conform for sure yeah and i, I stayed authentic and, and it got to a point when i was like 15 you know my high school experience was so bad that i kind of gave my parents an ultimatum and um not to get really deep really quick but i kind of told my parents like if you don't let me go like i'm gonna i'm, I'm thinking about killing myself <laughs> and what do you what do, what do your parents say at that this point? is gonna be a good ass podcast i could tell already <laughs> was it an empty threat um, I was hurting really bad. I was I felt really alone. And you know, it's it's a really vulnerable time. And um, I don't blame anyone that kind of ditched me any friends that I had that kind of, 
kind of turned the other way because everyone's everyone's in survival mode in high school in the beginning. Especially so you got kind of dark and you isolated yourself. Yeah, and you know what I really turned to was music. That's when I started writing lyrics. I started, you know, really diving into my craft. And then I told my parents I want to go to this performing arts high school in New York City, professional performing arts school. And so I auditioned and I got in, and um and I left and I never turned back. And in that moment, um, there I met so many people that have synchronistically led me to different things and I started working I auditioned for I got an agent auditioned for High School Musical 3 and I didn't get the role that I auditioned for but mm -hmm. Kenny Ortega said to me I'm not making this film without you in it so that was my first experience on set mm -hmm. and then from there I did a few episodes of Ugly Betty and I was either going to go to NYU or UCLA and I was like I'm just going to keep going with this fuck yeah but you know through that that pain that I feel like everyone can relate to I think everyone whether you're an actor or singer whatever it is. I think we can all relate on feeling a bit outcasted. Yeah, and sometimes you're kind of just in the wrong clan. Yeah, like or sometimes the wrong, you get born or in, the wrong town. In the wrong town, <laughs> yeah. And like even like I was a tennis player, and it was a very like strict competitive environment and mm. i'm competitive but i'm also like a goofball <laughs> and my jokiness wasn't always like looked as good like i've gotten yelled at multiple times by coaches for being yeah. like get serious when like i was very passionate yeah. but then i go into the comedy community and my goofiness is glorified exactly so it's kind of it really is perspective well, that was like when i transferred to the performing arts high school all of a yeah. sudden all these things that i was made fun of all these talents that i had been honing in on were now praised and were and people opened my eyes to know, like, do not stop doing that. Because I was like, this is really hard. Do I, should I just try and conform? Should I spike my hair up and be a guido like all the other kids in my town? What do I do? I mean, <laughs> there's gel everywhere. You could have easily done it. Yeah, I'm happy I didn't. It's good. And people can, like, sense authenticity. I think when you're younger, you don't realize how the balls it takes to be different, that it's actually the cool thing to be yeah, different. Sure. And it's the harder thing. Yeah. But... Bullying can affect you your entire life. Oh, for sure. It stays with you, for sure. Do you sure. still deal with insecurities at times from that, like, traumatic high school or middle school experience? Definitely. Anyone that puts themselves out, I'm sure you, you can relate, anyone that puts themselves out there and is vulnerable and, and pursues their dreams, you know, there's so many setbacks that happen all the time, and there's a lot of obstacles, and then all of a sudden you... You're, it's 10 years later, but you still feel like that that 15-year-old kid who is being, it's like, so bullied. It's, it's interesting how... Yeah, those things don't leave. And that's why I I do think school systems are definitely implementing some other ways to get through to kids to be kinder to each other. But I don't think it's talked about enough. Mental health of kids. It's one of like the, the, the highest forms of like losing the youth in America is to suicide because people just don't think that they're enough. And they, they think that because of the way they are. Yeah, they think that they don't deserve to be here. And it's couldn't be more so from the truth. You're, what makes you different is what makes you beautiful. It's so true. So you're dancing and you're singing and you're acting and you're being passionate. And there's probably like just douchey dudes mm -hmm. making fun of you. Oh, for sure. So you make the trek to L.A. And these are just rumors. I'm All just right. spreading rumors here. Because <laughs> I was looking at the papers online. <laughs> the papers. And it said the papers. The papers. <laughs> And apparently you were dating Sarah Highland. You may have been involved with Summer Rae. You may have been involved with Bella Thorne. Probably every one of those guidos would want to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, I feel like you won. I mean, sure. <laughs> they, they, I feel like, you know, people come into your life at certain times in your life and they, you know, you inspire each other to get on your path. And I'd say that. 
all three people that you named are both beautiful people or all mm-hmm. beautiful people and all were terrible great on the inside though terrible <laughs> no, i'm just actually, kidding <laughs> they're all really they're all really 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 kind-hearted people and actually really talented at what they do so i've dated a comedian before and it didn't end well mm. how was it being in a relationship with someone else who's in your same field not easy it's not easy right <laughs> no they say there was a quote and i don't know if i believe this yet but they said there's only room for one um headshot in a relationship well yeah i I don't want to believe that i Mm -hmm. think you know a healthy relationship is when you when you both like lift each other up and are excited for each other celebrate them when they do well it takes a lot of self like confidence on both ends and if one person is lacking it could like add toxicity i think for sure it's an internal thing yeah i think Depends on how woke you are. Let's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the young kids like to say. <laughs> yeah, as the kids like to say. So you were also like starring, Emmy nominated, daytime Emmy for Young and the Restless. Yeah. What was it like going to LA? What's like the real story? So my story is. Um, so I actually went to high school. I don't like to use people's names, but I did go to high school with Sarah Island, and mm-hmm. we actually did move out to Los Angeles together. Cool. And that's when she got Modern Family. Wow. Yeah. And, um, you know, she, she's been in this industry for such a long time and she's such an amazing talent and I'm excited to see like where, where her career takes her and she's been doing already incredible things. So I, you know, it was for me personally, like I remember I went out for what's called like a pilot season mm-hmm. and I got, was up for a bunch of things, but nothing like came through. And then, uh, yeah, then I got this Lifetime movie called The Pregnancy Pact that ended up being Lifetime this movies thing. are the best. <laughs> Lifetime movies have, like, made my weekend before, and I'm like, yeah. this is the darkest fucked up shit ever, and I'm loving it. It's kind of like before Netflix True Crime, you'd yeah. watch those Lifetime. Yeah. So it got some traction? It got a lot of traction because it's based on a real story of these girls in Gloucester, Massachusetts, who made a pact to get pregnant. And so I played the guy, like the main, the main boy who... Did you get them all pregnant? Yeah, no. <laughs> Just one. And ironically, her name was Sarah in the movie. Okay, okay. There's some mirroring happening. Yeah, but that, that was a great experience because I was like the, that was like the male, like, uh, I was like the male lead of the movie. So it was cool to like, I've learned, I feel like my career has really gone in this like steady trajectory where I've gotten to learn and grow as opposed to like being like throttled into just like starring in something and then like not knowing where to go it's been like this like uphill then you know the young and the restless has really taught me a lot a lot of people don't realize that they film an episode in one day so you do a scene in one take you have to learn 60 pages of dialogue your character- are you good at memorizing lines i became really good because i'm memorizing- shit at it like i just tried to record an advertisement for this podcast and it took me 30 minutes because i because <laughs> i kept muffling up the it's lines I, was supposed to hit. I i'll go over them with random people I'll ask my friends i'll call my mom and be like hey can you uh can you run this with me as i'm oh, driving home so on the cute. 405 but i could see if i was your girlfriend i get really annoyed i'm like no i don't want to do this stupid scene again but i'm more like an ad-lib person yeah like some people would get scared and i'll be like oh i'll talk shit for five minutes about nothing (laughs) but then someone's like can you repeat these two sentences and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) it's not easy it takes acting takes a lot of discipline oh yeah it's a lot of work and yeah that that show especially because my character started out very innocent and then all of a sudden i'm like played a drug addict and then he went to jail and i beat they someone up and i was killed turning someone. them into drug addicts i like did everything everything <laughs> and more and like it means they like you if they keep coming up yeah, with crazy shit they came with a lot of crazy shit once they saw that i could go there they went there all the time and it was it's cool you know i mean I your career has been like very steady you have over a million followers on instagram now you're getting heat netflix movies are the new thing but it was it crazy to see your friend sarah highland go from like not famous to immediately that much fame it's interesting because she actually 
a lot of people always think that, like, even, like, I remember, you know, Jennifer Lawrence was on the Bill Engvall show with my friend Graham. Mm-hmm. And um, so she was on a sitcom before she was what people now know her as, Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. If you look at Sarah Hyland's IMDb, she's been doing this forever. She's yeah. She was in... She's been on Broadway. She was in Grey Gardens. She was in Lipstick Jungle. Before she took off, like, with Modern Family, she was already highly respected actress. So a lot of people don't know that, like, a lot of people have that story where it seems like they came out of nowhere, but she's been working so hard, and she deserves all of it. It's true. Is it weird to see, like, because you're in an industry where your friends get famous all the time, yeah. lose their fame. Do you, see, Did you say lose their fame? Like, well, I yeah, think family lasts happens. for so long. Like, stuff oh, happens. Oh, lose their family. They the, said oh, lose no, their lose fame. Oh, no, lose their fame. I mean, because I've seen oh, yeah. that, too. I'm like, you see people die. I've seen friend, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have. And I've no, seen, friend, I've see seen friends, friends fall off, off the bandwagon also. Fall off the bandwagon. Yeah, I've seen a lot. What advice do you have for people, like, with fame, in terms of for them to, like, not lose their fucking mind? Fame is a dirty word, um, I think. I think, you know, if you're given what people call fame, I like to use the word platform. And I think if you have an intention behind your platform, mm-hmm. when you get a platform, if you have an intention as to why and what you want to do with it, and it should have positive intention behind it. If there's things that you stand for, things that you want to represent, that is sustainable. Just trying to seek fame means that you're just trying to get attention. Mm-hmm. And then you all of a sudden, like if you're not getting attention, you'll do anything to make you're sure right. that the, that you're getting photographed or that people are talking about and you, you and should I think, probably ask yourself focus why on the you, work yeah why you want that attention so bad is it because you're insecure about your work exactly. and you want external validation exactly. i mean i think a lot of these celebrities are obsessed with external validation yeah. in an unhealthy way but then it gets glorified when they get it yeah but i've been on both here's the thing like i've had so many ups and downs in this in this crazy circus of an industry where I have had to turn inward for my validation and I and I choose you to. must deal with so much rejection all the time and so with every like with every like thing that I get like there's a, a lot of things I've been told I was gonna get and then things happen and just I've really turned it's gonna sound so LA but kundalini yoga meditation and finding a community completely outside of the industry and finding a sense of self that is not identified by my success or my relation to the industry or the media or Instagram, finding that and detaching from that has saved my life. I actually love that because I've heard Kundalini yoga has saved best. lives. It does save and it, lives. It teaches you to like go inward in a yes. way that just normal vinyasa wouldn't do. 100%. I love yoga. It helped change my life because after tennis, I didn't want to go to like a Barry's boot camp and get yelled at. <laughs> it was like traumatic for me. <laughs> and I was like, I want to move my body, but in a non judgmental form. Kundalini. Kundalini, I think, is something I have to try. But Definitely. also, Changed I, was, my life. I, I think balance, you, you were kind of hinting about balance that like with tennis, I was so obsessed with it that like when I lost, my world went crashing down. So like if you have an audition or your agent says you're going to get this role and last yep. second they drop out. Mm-hmm. You have to have a place that gets you away from it and 100%. reminds you that like acting isn't the end all be all. And that was hard when they first entered the industry. I would take everything so personally. And you know, even this And it's movie, so attached to your ego when you're young. Oh yeah, because you, sure. were, you were well, the I was actor so badly and bullied singer. also. So like this was like when I first entered the industry, there was a lot of, you know, I'll show them. <laughs> oh and yeah. Then it you got, got to chip a, on your shoulder. Exactly. And now I've matured and grown and like I've really just been through enough life to to be able to change my perspective whatever you want to call it, the universe, God, whatever's meant to be, just like let it, whatever's for my highest good, let it unfold. And I think that also we don't understand like when we're up against the wall, how we actually do naturally figure it out. Oh, yeah. Like friends who've like quit jobs and been all worried. I'm like, 
you're gonna figure it out it won't work you don't out. know how it's gonna happen yet but like have some faith and like that little bit of faith goes like a long unknown. way instead of spiraling in like all the things that could go wrong you're preaching to the choir i like yeah, I, I remember specifically um, one of my favorite jobs I've ever done is was a TV show called Under the Dome, and mm. it was something that Steven Spielberg and Stephen King were attached to. Wow! And like that was one of the best emails I ever got was like Steven Spielberg is casting your tape and chose you, and that was like such an iconic moment for me. But it's so funny because two months before that, I was up for this movie that was about to be it was based on an action figure, and it was going to be like the biggest thing. So hyped! They were talking about all this stuff, and I was pretty much told that I was going to get the role, and then I didn't. And I was devastated. And then two months later, Under the Dome did went on and it gave me a job for two years. And that, that movie didn't really pop off the way they said it would. I'm sure it was amazing. I haven't seen it. But, you know, things have a funny way of working out. Sometimes rejection actually gives you the best opportunities. Yeah, I, I agree. And you don't see it in the moment. In that moment. Because immediately your ego's hurt. Oh, yeah, for sure. But the universe, whoever the fuck is they up there. Best, yeah. They know best. They know best. Whatever it is, and I know that God is a really touchy word. I personally do believe in a God and mm -hmm. a higher power, but I know it's a very touchy word. Mm -hmm. But my God, just to clarify, like loves and accepts every single kind of person, no matter mm -hmm. what your preferences are, no matter what your, your orientation, what gender, your social class, anything. So when I use that word... It's not to be, it's not, it's not a God that is a uh, judging. Do you still I, talk to your parents? I do. I have a really great relationship. I and slept at their place last night. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Because <laughs> yeah. I know that when you were 15 and you were rebellious, you're like, fuck you guys, I'm leaving. <laughs> well, they let me go. I, I, that's, that's very loving of them. They like let letting me. someone go is love. It's scary. And I'm sure they were terrified to send their kid. Well, we had a deal. The deal was that I was going to take the train in every day to school and mm -hmm. then I made friends and I ended up staying in my friend's place in, in Soho at this loft and like honestly that sounds pretty nice and then I ran away to LA with Sarah and then but they, they were supportive and I I thank them all the time and do you find the community is extremely competitive out in LA or is it like just certain people you can bond with and certain people you can't I think everyone in LA thinks that they're really famous um, <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm so intrigued by LA I've never been to LA Every, I'm such yeah. a city hick I mean it's beautiful I love the environment because I love like the I love the water so I lived in Malibu actually for like a year oh, and that sick. was like a dream come true because I that was my childhood dream was to live in Malibu and be on the beach and surf all I know about I Malibu is there was a Malibu Barbie there was a Malibu Barbie. <laughs> and um No, but the water is very calming. Even yeah. the color blue is just calming. So calming. And so I loved I always had a dream of living. Was in it Malibu. nicer than New Jersey? Um, sure, but I, I would say that uh yeah, it was definitely aesthetically nicer than New Jersey. Mm -hmm. But I spent a lot of time in New York the past few months and I gotta say like the culture here is undeniable and the art here is undeniable. And I think it comes from a much more organic place in L.A. I think it's a lot about the results and trying to be mm. someone. And a lot of people are trying to find like, write that hit song. That's why I go to Nashville to record my music because for you. I'm not looking to like. Is it true that in L.A. when you go into Uber, sometimes they ask you for your Instagram handle? <laughs> Um, I've never heard that happen to me. Okay. That's creepy. <laughs> I just That's heard that insane, LA is yeah. like very aware of Instagram. Oh, it's like LA the, is the most Instagram. Because in New York, it's like people, even if they do care, it's like not cool to care. Yeah, of course. Well, Where LA, they're a little more upfront about it. Oh, they are like a shameless. They say a verification, like a blue check <laughs> is like um, a Harvard Business School um, <laughs> degree in New York. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the people are shameless in LA with the photos. Um, Speaking of LA, yeah. 
you're also vegan. I am. Yeah. So vegans get so much shit. I know, but I think because I, I so, <laughs> I'm actually not just vegan. So I'm, <laughs> people. <laughs> I vegans, love that you're laughing at yourself <laughs> because it makes you so much more likable. <laughs> people like I've gotten yelled at by vegans because I'm I actually eat good fish. Like I'll like sugar fish or like nobu, which makes me sound so. So are you pescatarian? I'm pesca vegan. <laughs> oh shit! Vegan plus fish, and I'm also gluten free. <laughs> <laughs> I've just become LA. I've been living there. I lived there for 10 years. So like they definitely really got me with that. It's it's cool. That it's funny in the meme culture. Like people shit on vegans so much. They're like, do you know how to know if someone's a vegan? Because they'll tell you in the first five minutes. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but I'm not preachy about it. I'm all no. about like I love. You like... haven't forced me to not eat meat once since we've been here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't judge anyone. And like I've dated people who aren't. I've dated any girl I've dated has not been vegan. And I doesn't. I don't care. It's all about. I went on. Once again, so LA. I went on a yoga retreat. <laughs> and, uh, I, I love how self-aware you are. That's why I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> so I went on a yoga retreat, and for a week, I was vegan, and yeah. I felt really fucking good. Yeah. And so I was like, whatever I'm doing here, I want to feel like, like this you're forever. Marie Kondoing your life. If it sparks joy, keep doing it. Sure. She like cleans people's homes, and mm-hmm. she throws away anything that doesn't spark joy. Okay. And it like I've purifies your life. Cool. And I, I'm always like, I think you should marry Kondo your phone. I think you should Marie Kondo your relationships. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think even like the screensaver, I just changed my screensaver on my phone. Um, I think it's important what you, what you, because um, you have more control over to what you can see. You know, your parents like filter your life when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, the part of adulting is really filtering for yourself. Like the kind of people you want to have in your life, the kind of things you want to have ex- be exposed to. Like I don't watch the news. I don't even know what to believe anymore. I don't even know which channel is telling the truth. I don't I don't care. All I know is I'm just going to do my part in trying All to lead by example. All you know is the energy you feel mm-hmm. and you can control the energies. That's why like I try to say on Instagram if someone's giving you bad vibes, unfollow them. Unfollow them. And yeah. it's okay. Cuz that's where your eyes are a lot. Or like if you have a friend that you've been friends with forever but like they always make you feel bad about yourself, it's okay to move on. Yeah, and maybe at some point you know they're you just they're not serving your your highest good at that point but at a certain time you know maybe they're going maybe they're hurting really bad and at a certain time you guys might come back together and be friends once True. they've done some inner work but it is i think you gotta you gotta at a certain point do what's best for you and get them a coupon to kundalini yoga yeah. give them a couple months yeah. and then circle back exactly so you're single now i am why do you think you're single you're like handsome you're like on <laughs> netflix movies why do you think you're single I hate that question, <laughs> no, but I'm going to ask it. interesting. Well, I'm choosing to be single at the moment um, because, first of all, I'm really focused on, on what I'm doing, and I don't know that I can fully give someone the attention they deserve because mm-hmm. I'm in a period of, of my life where I am traveling from city to city, and I'm, you know, I have a lot that's going on right now. Like, I go to Dallas on Saturday, then L.A., then I go back to Austin for South by Southwest, then Nashville to record songs. I don't know where I'm going to be living next. Like and you don't want to be in, looking down at your phone and feeling like I don't you're wanna, potentially hurting someone. I do not want to hurt someone's heart. And I, you know, yeah, I've I've done it before. <laughs> and I don't like hurting people. And, and Is Summer Ray's ass real? Yes. What is the after? Yeah, no, she definitely is real. <laughs> she's a beautiful girl. Yeah, uh, she's very beautiful. Yeah, we had, a, we had a great relationship and we're still friends. And um, Was it weird dating someone who... Has so many male eyes on her Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Did you get jealous? Um, you know, when you have, I'm not going to like say who, but when you have like 
huge people reaching out to your girlfriend to try and like date them or go out with them like yeah it's pretty intimidating <laughs> yeah i could see that um no matter how confident you are it's crazy that like anyone could reach out to her yeah and try to you know yeah i think you know insert themselves <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> yeah i think one, one thing about her is like i i do have to say that like she's I know like she has like what she portrays on social media, but yeah. she is she has a really good heart and has good intentions. Yeah. And um we that's why we remain friends and to this day and we actually So you believe in being friends with your ex? No, not always. I mean I'm not friends it with all my on exes. The person. It's unfortunate. I wish that that it, it was always like a happy ending and that everyone could just like it's it's hard because yeah. you you still I love all of my exes. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm just not in love with them anymore. Yeah. But I love them all. And some of them I need to just love from a distance and not. Have... Yeah. Like some of their personalities might have been more toxic. Some of them might have been like really great. For that Connecting time for that time. Yeah. And now it's not right. But it's you don't want to. Okay. I actually got really emotional once because I broke up with my boyfriend of like three years. And a couple years later, I like started crying because I'm like, I feel like I'm treating him like he died. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want him to be dead. Yeah. He's not dead. Yeah. So why am I ignoring him and like putting him out of my life like that when he's such a special person? I mean, you need to do that. I believe in cold turkey to like yeah. get over someone. 100%. But it's like sad to just because you're not dating them anymore, treat them like they They're don't exist. Yeah. And I think that that it hurts when you when you do that. And I yeah. think sometimes when especially like a three year relationship, like you were just saying, mm -hmm. sometimes if it doesn't end badly, it will never end. And I think sometimes you almost push it to that point. Oh. And um, yeah, from there, I think just time and space. So and it's then... like, don't just break up peacefully. Wait longer so you can end it violently. <laughs> 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 no, that's terrible advice. To, I mean, breaking advice, up yeah. is it's hard. It's just a hard thing when you're, especially when like you're living together. I've been there. I was in a in a three year relationship. We're living together. It's it's hard. It's not. And then, like, on top of it being in this Instagram culture where you're poked mm. when everyone knows you're in the relationship. Oh, my god! Or when you're in Hollywood and you're you're walking carpets together and everyone's, like, it, now your private life has become, like, your breakup has become, like, a thing. And definitely been through the ringer of, like, being in open public relationships. And that might also be why I'm choosing right now to be <laughs> single. I also don't know that I want to date anyone in the industry. I think mm. it might be nice to to date someone that that's not affiliated because I've just just been through interesting situations yeah <laughs> that have kind of led me to want to maybe explore something different so and I think life is about exploring different things yeah. um before we play a very intense game okay I want to ask an intense question go for it when was the last time you were depressed hmm like in what sense like what what do you consider depressed it's funny I would say just feeling like a little hopeless. Yeah, I'd say for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. um, last You're year. You're like, I feel hopeless about every morning from like 9 to 9.15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now I, I, I'm choosing to live in a really positive headspace and doing using the tools I need to to stay there. But I'd say last year. But to get those tools, you must have had to be a little sure, dark. 100%. So in last year, I think, um, yeah, after... Um, summer and i broke up i was in and it, that definitely played a factor but it also just had to do with i had just had a lot of stuff happen i had a really crazy year the year before where a lot of my personal life that was supposed to be my personal life all of a sudden uh, people were texting me all over all across 
you feel the violated? country and I feel like I was felt very exposed and very vulnerable and like I had never looked at the articles about anything and people make assumptions like they go like, oh, if you're hanging out with them you must be doing this or that and mm-hmm. it's like you're not like but then if you were to respond to them you sound defensive and then sure. you're like in their toxicity 100% and if you respond to the media like it just it's like this ripple effect and so that year of 2017 I think it was there was just a lot of stuff in the press that I necessarily I want to be seen in if I'm going to be in the media I want it to be for the reasons because I'm promoting a movie mm-hmm. a TV show a, that's like what I signed up for mm-hmm. I didn't sign up for every time I'm seen out and about with someone all of a sudden I'm dating them and if that person looks like they're doing bad things all of a sudden I am because like mm-hmm. there's, there's not a it's not the truth and so when there's non-truths being assumed and written about you and you see your personal life out there and you know internally what your truth is you don't want to add more fuel to that fire so you don't say anything about it but at a certain point it caught up with me and it it definitely put me in a place where I removed myself and I moved to Malibu and I was completely away from the Hollywood scene. Well it's good that you made a change. Yeah and I really went inward and really did a lot of work on like like I was saying like detaching I I would go I would go surfing every day I would do whatever I got to do to just like just really detach and I wouldn't just not it's funny they say like, i isolated a little bit and it when was a you depressing. detach yeah. and when you like close your eyes sometimes you actually like get more in touch with yourself for sure instead of looking outward for stuff look inward yeah i didn't post for two months on instagram look people you. thought well, speaking <laughs> of instagram this is a question i would have never asked like two to three years ago you have a million followers mm-hmm. do you ever get paranoid in la that people are using you for followers i mean for sure yeah, I feel like that's such yeah. a weird thing. Like, I know, like growing up, like people might be rich and you're like, oh, they use me for money or fame. But now it's like followers are like an actual quant, like a quantity of yeah. fame that yeah. people want to latch on to. And this is the funny part about that whole game is that first of all, it's really clear when people are trying to do that. But second of all, if someone follows someone just because they tag you in a story or post you, those followers follow that person because they're a fan of that person if that person posted you every single day it doesn't mean that you're going to mm-hmm. get followers mm-hmm. so people like people think there's a quick fix there's to getting, not i have like i have a lot of people with big followers on this podcast and they're like oh you must have blown up and i'm like look honestly i'd rather have someone with two followers who has incredible chemistry with me 100%. and a great time like even today like you work with this incredible management company that I'm connected to, and they were like, do you want Max? And I was like, is he going to be open with me? Yeah. And they were like, oh, he will, and you have been. But it's like, that's the kind of mentality I think people have to have. Don't try to get a quick fix. There is none. And people, and then once you try to get that quick fix, and let's say you get a tag in like a big account, it's like, nothing's changed. You still hate yourself sometimes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's just Instagram life. is not, you can't face tune your life, so... Oh, I love um, that quote. I'm gonna put that up somewhere. <laughs> also, this is because I have ADD. I noticed you have a tattoo of a rose. It mm-hmm. almost looks like the um, falling rose emoji. <laughs> it looks like the falling rose emoji, or it looks like Beauty and the Beast rose. <laughs> yeah. What is it? What's going on here? Um, I don't know. I've always had this like thing for dead roses. I know it sounds. You're so morbid. <laughs> you were you emo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have your hair like, you know, the yeah. emo llama mm-hmm. that you see online? Yep. You had it I over did, one eye? Yeah, I've done that, yeah. Fuck yeah. Did you wear Vans? I did. Did you go to Hot Topic? I did. I still do. Yeah, I get you. I still you. go to Hot Topic You still do. Yep. You're adorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's time to end with a final game. 
Seven Deadly Sins. You're doing amazing in hell, considering you're from L.A. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are you greedy about? Being vegan? <laughs> <laughs> you're like clean fish. I'm greedy about my time. I think, you know, I have a lot on my plate right now. And mm-hmm. like I, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I don't know if I'm diverting, but like mm-hmm. biggest pet peeves is if, is if I make plans with you and like I set aside time, like I'm in a really pivotal time in my life where I have a lot of stuff that I'm doing and I, I respect that other people do, but people flake so much. And I find that more so in LA. You, people say they're going to grab lunch and you know you're not. Like People are like, oh yeah, I'll see you at lunch or dinner. Like, And it just doesn't, people flake all the time. And That's so, so I'm irritating. greedy with my time because I'm, I respect other people's time. So I, I just, I expect that other people respect my time and it's not always the Back case. Back in the day, people couldn't flake the way they do. Like I could easily 10 minutes before a coffee date just text and be like, oh no, a meeting came up. Exactly. Or back then, if you called someone and said, I'm going to be somewhere. Yeah, you have to you step up. You better be there. Also, you have to get on the phone and call. Now with texting, it's so impersonal. You could just like say it and then put your phone away. Way, you're like oh my god yeah you don't even have to face the confrontation no, you don't oh, millennials <laughs> who are you envious of i want to say like someone like the dalai lama <laughs> 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 who like seems to just like be so living this whole like spiritual path that like i really try and stay on but like i'm still caught up in in an industry in a material world that i'm passionate about but yeah I you be go able... in between this like kundalini pure lifestyle to then when you're not doing your art it's about like making money and getting eyes and like getting followers and getting yeah. people to watch your stuff and it's like this... it's hard like you know i really try and not even like look at them i really try not to look at the money aspect because it's like and the I've... results and the results you have to just focus because the on results won't come if your craft is shit and if you're focused on like the results and the money in the end and people liking it then that's just your ego and then your your work will suffer do you find yourself anxious about like the next project do you feel like you're only as good as your last project no that's good yeah i feel like i said i feel pretty detached from everything (laughs) that's awesome do you do a lot of drugs to detach nope good (laughs) (laughs) what are you gluttonous about besides kundalini yoga (laughs) You have Honestly, to have some this of those new, days. What's this your, new like, weighted thing? blanket I have, really oh. gluttonous about it. <laughs> I don't want to get out of bed. I just want to hold it with me all the time. They say that those blankets are like what they put on animals in airports when yeah. they get stressed out. Does it help you sleep? Oh, for sure. Did you it's have trouble my, I've sleeping? I've had the best. I, yeah, I've, that's been something I've my whole life, like especially when I'm working on projects. But the past few nights that I've had this weighted blanket, it has saved my life. I've had the gnarliest dreams in a good way uh-huh. and i've felt just like when you dream when you're doing projects do you like dream about your lines and you're just like like what are you dreaming about when you have a lot of projects going on i don't even know or, I like don't forgetting your lines i've had one dream where there was like a forgetting oh last night i actually remember this dream my, i was jumping i somehow went in the ocean and my whole neck tattoo bled like not like like blood ink so it was like all messed up and so i was like Oh, what do I do now? Maybe there's a transformation <laughs> happening for you. We'll see. I'm becoming a psychic reader since my other episode was with the psychic. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath? Okay, I had an experience where I had a friend who um, I was helping out um, who I really cared about. And then they kind of tried to pull one on me and pull use my contacts and go behind my back and do a lot of things and... Uh, Thought they and then kept compulsively lying, and I caught them in the lies, and like I knew that they were lying, and they kept lying, and I was like, I literally know I've been speaking to this person that you're telling me, and that sent me into a state of 
complete wrath because I have worked literally so hard to get my platform and to get access to working with mm-hmm. the, these like uh, producers that I work with and it directors. Takes it takes and years and years and years. years. Yes. Blood, sweat, tears, lots of tears. Um, Do you that, cry? Of course. Yeah. Oh, I love guys who cry. <laughs> And so it took a lot. So for someone to then just think that they do that and then to not be like grateful about because I'm all about giving. Like if you have it, like I'm all about spreading the love. There's a balance. People fuck up. Mm -hmm. When people try to lie, it really irks me. Trust is broken. Once trust trust is gone, gone, what do you do? Nothing. You go to no. Kundalini and yeah. you try to rub that shit off. <laughs> and you, cut, you have to cut them out of your life, unfortunately, and it hurts. It hurts. When do you wake up? Life. When? Um, depends on the day. Like, like are you one of those early morning risers who like meditates Sometimes. in seven in the morning? Yeah, I do meditate in the morning. Yeah. When was the last time you were a sloth? Like, when was the last time that you had a day that just was not productive, and not like flying cross country? No, no, no. I'd say honestly, during that time period of last, to, uh, the beginning of 2018, mm-hmm. and you know after like a Your lot breakup? of stuff was in the press and it it wasn't even just the breakup like i was saying it was just a lot of having stuff publicly out there that i necessarily that didn't that was false and i didn't necessarily need out there and want out there and assumptions made and yeah so i just i i look at that period and at the time i thought it was never going to end yeah. and that was like one of the biggest growing periods ever and right after that is when i got this amazing tv show american princess and then i got walk ride rodeo and all these amazing things came together and um I'm grateful for that time period because it humbled me a lot and it it taught me a lot about and you who also I learned was. that it's not forever and it's not and and neither is the ups also so I'm not gonna like be delirious and think that it's always gonna be like on top of the world and it's yeah. okay to ride that middle wave and it's okay to like I always used to assess like am I happy today am I sad today yeah. am I doing well today am I doing bad today except whatever you are it's like stop with the results yeah. and just be like we're existing we're yeah. riding waves we're surfing we're in Malibu exactly. we're having fun <laughs> or we're in traffic on yeah. BQE but regardless <laughs> we're going yeah and as long as you keep going nothing is stagnant as long as you keep chasing after like not chasing sounds like as long as you're pursuing like your heart's desires i think whatever way it unfolds and unfolds but as long as you're trying to be the best version of yourself and some days it's not good some days it's not a good day and you will have bad days and i've had many many days that aren't my favorite but i'm still do you want to act and sing for the rest of your life like do you see yourself like 60 you know playing the dad or, or the yeah. grandpa honestly yeah i see myself doing this forever i don't really don't know what else i do i like to make art and so whether or not people are listening or watching i'll i'll keep doing it so what kind of art do you like to do i mean i write music and lyrics i could just sit at a piano for literally the rest of my life and be okay it's so funny how people are different like when i hold the tennis racket i'm like i could hit tennis balls all day but if you put me on a piano i'm like what is this what do i do <laughs> what am i doing <laughs> yeah. but it's like you, your heart knows what it wants exactly selena gomez said that yeah when was the last time keep it in your pants <laughs> when was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something trying to think recently i've been trying really trying to keep my ego in check if i'm the kind of person recently especially where a lot of people are like you have so much going on like and they're like and i'm like yeah we'll see how it happened how it because i don't expect i like have really lowered expectations on things because i've been in this industry for 10 years and i get let down all the time so i I try to manage that if anything i need my ego to be pumped up Mm -hmm. i'm the kind of person that still kind of resorts back to that 15 year old that needs to kind of just be said like i need like chris jenner in my ear all the time being like you're doing amazing thanks (laughs) You're doing great. It's funny. <laughs> they say that the most successful people are a little insecure. For sure. Because you yeah. got to, like, you're still trying to prove something. You still have that 
chip yeah, on your shoulder. Yeah, I'm to myself, and I feel like I'm my own worst critic. Like, anything, oh, that anyone, yeah. anything that anyone would say to me, I've already said it to myself, and I've been ten times meaner to myself. So, like, it, I can take whatever anyone but wants to say But you've worked on that internal voice. But I've worked on that internal voice. Yeah, my voices, I realized, were, like, a lot of it were coaches just, yeah. like, saying stuff to motivate me. Uh, but I would, like, as a 12-year-old, be like, oh, he's right. Yeah. Like, I'm not as good as that other girl. You got to, like, weed out yeah. those pieces of bullshit yeah because you internalize it especially when you're a kid it's hard i had a lot of teachers growing up especially Ugh, adults who, sometimes are so dumb yeah uh, to be honest yeah a lot of teachers especially like let's say a music teacher a dance teacher an acting teacher sometimes like you know they didn't fully pursue their paths so they're so hard on you and they take out a lot of they project a lot onto you and i've had a lot of people perfectionist teachers that have definitely i've had to silence those voices and be like well, who is saying this and i realized yeah. it was from like and when you're young you put them on a pedestal yeah, for sure besides selena gomez when was the last time <laughs> you lusted over somebody um right now <laughs> <laughs> i'd also say um ariana grande uh, she's very in right now. It's yeah, and you know she does a lot of. I think a lot of her stuff is very provocative, and I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, she's she has a sexuality to her, but then also like a cuteness. Exactly, and I, I think the cool thing about her right now, she seems like she's in this place that she's a bit fearless right now. Yeah, and I'm always about someone who's been through a lot of shit, and they kind of come back and are like, you know, she went through a bombing of a of a concert, Mac mm -hmm. Miller's death. I don't know completely what happened with this are you P. afraid Davidson she's thing. trying to recover too fast like she might need a break from the public eye as someone who is in entertainment um i think what she's doing is she's turning to her her art and for her it's her singing and her songs and that's i think that's healing her and i think that i've watched this interview that she did and i don't really watch people's interviews but for, i'm i respect her so much she's one of the best vocalists of our time and um or ever her voice is incredible she's been working on this forever but she was saying that, like, she was just finished with, like, James, is it Corden? Is mm -hmm, that his name? Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, like, I'm going right to the studio now. You should come. And I, I believe that she is in the studio right now healing through music. And so I think that, I don't I feel like she should continue doing that. Yeah. To wrap this up, what advice would you give people who are going through hell? I'd say that um, everything is temporary. It's really easy in that moment to think that that's the way it's going to be forever, but... I'm a kid from a small town in New Jersey that thought I was going to kill myself when I was 15 because of how badly bullied I was. And one day I decided that I was going to convince my parents to let me go to performing arts high school and pursue my dreams. And here I am. And I really, um, I hope that I am. And I hope that this movie, Walk, Ride, Rodeo, of a girl who was a professional rodeo rider and is now paralyzed from the waist down but still rides to this day. I hope there are stories that um, they continue to watch. And there's a lot of music out there that, is prime examples of that. It does get better. You just have to keep going and never give up. I'm going to cry right now. It's so beautiful. And uh, Walk, Ride, Rodeo comes out March 8th, and my song that's in the movie comes out a few days before. What's it called? Uh, the song is called Ride, and I have a music video. Is it like Nelly Ride? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like country pop, and it's actually, I have the girl that the movie is based on, Amberly Snyder, in the video. So cool. And um, so it has some clips from the movie. It has some you know, a lot of clips of her, and it's I wrote it with her. That's beautiful. And where, what's your social? Where can people follow you? Uh, you can find me on mostly, I just use Instagram, and it's Max Eric, M-A-X-E-H-R-I-C-H. Amazing. And you guys should definitely follow me, too. I'm really entertaining at being burned. <laughs> you are, actually. I follow you now. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we follow each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you for coming to hell with me. It was course, pretty hot. It's been great. Bye, guys. <laughs>
goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.